What's going on, everyone? It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave. On this episode, I welcome back Hayden Barton, multiple, multiple times over reoccurring guests of the show. And we talk about basically stage one of the NFL free agency. We go over every NFL team and the major moves that they made. Uh, we kind of breeze over some teams more than most, but just give our opinions on some of the moves and extensions and franchise tags and trades. It was pretty, pretty crazy. And fucking Tom Brady is returning. So we talk about that crazy, crazy times that we're in. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And if you're listening, leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify or everywhere you get your podcast. It really helps grow the show. Here's Hayden Barton. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. It's episode 88 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave, and I am once again joined by reoccurring guest, Hayden Barton. How's it going, my brother? It's going good, man. It's going good. How are you? Oh, it's all right. Having one of those days, one of those midday blues just came out of nowhere, midway through homework. Had to light a stress relief candle just before this, but we vibing. I'm on spring break, but it doesn't feel like I'm on spring break because I'm buried in homework. But uh, doing a bunch of shit. Yeah, man. I have to. I have to do an original news story. And yeah, I. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going well. I also have to do a digital story for <laughs> my communications class. I had to do an eight-shot sequence for my video editing and video fundamentals class. So we're thriving, man. And Sounds like a lot of bullshit. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, to say the least. But we're uh, we're grinding. You know, we're scraping by. But uh, how have you been, man? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been pretty good, man. Just fucking working, plugging along. Back's feeling a lot better, so... That's good. I've been putting in uh, full hour days, getting those full paychecks. And uh, yeah, no, excited to just fucking the time, man. The time has come. And there's just so much right now in the football world. It's just, ah, it's so good. And then March Madness starting up. I did my first ever bracket. I listened to a lot of people and I'm kind of like following some other people's brackets kind of kind of did my research on them it's basically you know like how it usually would be a couple upsets early on but the top four teams are pretty uh pretty single seated i think i think yeah I, th- I think i heard Rutgers has the chance of being like a double uh number seated team to kind of make it far but who knows i did my bracket in two minutes yep so we'll see how that goes i know nothing i didn't listen to anyone i did a couple 12 upset five because that's the most common upset i feel is the 12 Mm -hmm. five so i did a couple of those having no knowledge and i'm like all right there can't be this many high seated teams go through so i changed a couple but yeah i mean I had I knew I know nothing, and sometimes those are the winning brackets. Is when you don't know anything, and you just exactly. guess. So we'll see how it goes. 
Nice. Yeah. Sounds good, man. But uh, how'd you shoot the other day? Play Golden Eagle? How'd you play? Oh, man. You missed it, dude. Duncan shot uh, his first time ever in the 70s. Really? Yeah, from the Blues, too. Wow, good for him. Yeah, no, we played the South, and I've been good. I mean, I obviously shot 94 the first time I played, but shot six strokes better with an 88. You know, still took a nine on one hole after uh, just fucking pulling it left, pulling it left, pulling it left. You know, but... Yeah, my putting. I only had one three putt all day, and it was after like a a brutal lip out too. So I played good. Duncan played fucking lights out. Like he was, it was hard to really catch up or catch him on the totem pole. You had to birdie a hole or get lucky, which is kind of what I did. But yeah, no, it was a it was a fun time. My dad shot like ninety in the nineties somewhere, so that was really unusual for him. Tough day in the office. Oh, super tough day. I hate how Duncan just like picked up and he's just so good at golf now. So good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's such a piss off, dude. And he only had one lesson too. The rest of that, he's just been like perfecting his swing. So I mean, he goes out to the range every other fucking day, it seems like. But no, he's put in the, uh, he's Dwayne Johnson did and uh, put in the hours. <laughs> yeah i uh i went to i played meadow gardens not too long ago and i had a pretty bad front nine i had uh nine eight and seven on the front yeah and that was my it was my first round in like a few months and i started hitting draws when i usually play fades so i would kind of like set up that way and then like hook left and i'm like okay this isn't supposed to happen i don't know what to do now but then on the back i shot 46 yeah that's not bad i played bogey golf and then i shot a double on 18 because i lipped out and i was like damn that's stupid but yeah i mean it's like there's always those holes where it's like no matter how hard no matter what you do it's always gonna get you in the end like it's always oh, yeah. it's your kryptonite no matter what you oh, do vancouver just scored oh Wait, oh yeah they... no no was it just a shot uh yeah i think it was just a shot i'm not too uh, sure. it looked like they zoomed in on the new jersey goalie like he was yeah. really sad yeah oh my bad yes yeah you almost <laughs> had me there almost <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, back to golf. Yeah, golf, man. I shot I shot a hundred, but it was like I finished off on a good note. So it was like there's a, some positives to take away from it, which is always good. Mm-hmm. I, I hit like this nice like 10, 15 yard draw like into the green. And I it got to like seven feet. Yeah. And I just like just skimmed the hole, like just missed it. But there's some positives to take away from it, which is always something good. Always. But uh, I want to talk about something quickly now that we talk about the Canucks. Um, All right. I had you on previously to talk about some trade deadline stuff 
which like every single time I talk about the Canucks, it's like related to the trade deadline. But now mm-hmm. there is some speculation about JT Miller being traded. But now they don't want to trade him. They want to move other pieces to resign JT Miller. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if you had anything to say about that, if you had any thoughts. I mean, we talked about it at the start, too, because it was also talking about Garland. Uh, I know that he was another, you know, potential trade move uh, for a team. But no other real move, real move came up after that. Uh, I know people are saying, like, Besser for a while, and he was kind of like a – like in the rough there, but I still stand on, I think the Canucks should move on from Miller. Like it sucks because they're at that point right now where they're what, like four points off the wild card or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, if we just get like these couple of games, but it's like, okay, if you don't, then you just put yourself in a terrible draft position, you know, where if you want uh, assets, you know, or prospects, at early round or uh, early picks, you won't get them. So I still think trading Miller is the uh, what should be the end goal for the Canucks, just because of you know where they're at right now. But I mean, I'm not a fucking head coach <laughs> of any sport, you know. And hockey, you know, just getting into it, not really my uh, my thing. But if they move Besser and get like you know, some defensemen and, you know, if they can put in like a big trade, move a lock and get maybe like a better backup for Demko, then yeah, you know, they could be a sneaky team coming into the wild card if, if possible, but I don't know. I, I don't think they should just because it's not their time right now. Yeah. I just think with the moves Colorado made to like get deeper and they're still, like, not going to be done because they're, like, the favorites to get Giroux. I just don't think mm-hmm. it's worth it for the Canucks to, like, even try for the playoffs just because, like, we're oh. going to sack. There we go. Now, now they scored. Now we scored. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, Brad Hunt, I believe. Oh, my God. Know. Hunt's been on a fucking little bit of a roll. Yeah, he hasn't been doing so bad. God damn. I think Duncan's at the game right now, too. Oh, is he actually? Speak of the devil, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he came home, so. Did JT Miller get an assist? He did, too. Let's go. That's huge for my fantasy team. Goddamn. Is he still on, like, that points per game streak, too? Yeah, I think he just got it to 13 games. Jesus Christ, dude. So, like, his, by the, like, his value is through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah, but also, like, is that a guy you keep? But I literally just tweeted, too, um, that Besser would score the first goal. <laughs> like, three minutes ago, so. Loser. Yep, big idiot. But, um, so, I thought NFL free agency started, like, tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, but and you know, legal tampering has to be two days before. So, I was, like... <laughs> Expecting to talk about everything next, next week. week. But, I mean, I guess that's not happening because no. half of this shit happened within the past, like, 28 hours. So we're going to talk about it on this episode and then potentially next episode as well, depending on big moves. 
But yep. I think nothing is going to be bigger than this move that happened. Sunday night, Tom Brady posts on Instagram that he is that he belongs on the field more than in the stands and that he is returning for his 23rd season. Tom Brady is on retiring. Oh my goodness gracious. Hayden Barton, did you see this coming? Because I had a feeling that it was going to happen. And I almost feel like he just stayed retired because like people retiring and coming back, it just feels like corny to me. But I mean, Brady's back. I think part of me why I wanted him to just stay retired is because I've already gone through the emotions of him retiring. Mm -hmm. And then now it's just like, once he retires, it's like, okay, Tom Brady retired. Yeah. But now he's coming back. What are your thoughts on it? I think no one is feeling as bad as the man who spent over half a million dollars buying his last touchdown pass ball. The day before? No, no, no. Three hours before. He bought it the day of. Yeah, he I thought, bought it, on I thought it was the day. I thought it was the day before Tom Brady announced. That's what no the tweet bought I it three hours. I'm pretty sure because I read somewhere, uh, like in my group chat, one of the guys was like, "Holy shit!" Like someone just bought Tom Brady's ball for you know half a milli, and then fucking March Madness bracket came out. Boom, Tom Brady unretires, and I'm like, I was laying in bed, you know, I just gotten back from after golf and just kind of chilling. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I totally saw this coming. The fact that Bruce Arians was fucking saying, oh, five first round picks for Brady or, you know, holding his contract over Brady's head. And the fucking, of course, of course, of course. He probably just saw how easy the NFC was and was like, oh, free shot to the Super Bowl, you know? And uh, sad that Ali Marpet retired. Uh, but they got Ryan Jensen back. So, you know, some integrity on the offensive line. Uh, I see that Carlton Davis got re-signed. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm glad Brady's back. You know, he's uh, 0-4 to the Saints in the regular season. So, Saints have another two free wins next year is what I'm, is what I'm seeing. So, <laughs> yeah, Tampa's odds went from 20 to 1 to 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh, if you had it cuz I was really thinking about it and I think I talked about it this with with Ian. I'm like I I might sprinkle something on Tampa because I feel like they might you can come back. No, be in on like Watson or Wilson. Like I feel like they were going to be in on like a free agent quarterback. Like I just had that feel, not like a free agent quarterback. I had a feeling that they were just going to be on like a sweepstakes for one of the top quarterback. quarterbacks available. And I was like, do I want to like, should I like the odds are pretty good and they have like pretty good weapons too. They sell Mike Evans and they're probably going to take Godwin. And then I'm Brady, pretty sure they uh, got him a deal done, didn't they? Who? Godwin? No, they take him. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, they did. My bad. Yeah. So I was like, then I was like, do I sprinkle a little bit on Tampa? I didn't end up doing it, but I mean, that would have been looking a lot better 
if I did just, what like, just like with the odds and stuff, but no. Yeah. What do you, do you think tap? Do you think they lose any steam? Cause I feel like Brady like didn't even retire. He just like, he spent 39 days, probably yeah, just less fucking, than six weeks. Yeah. Probably just fucking, you know, driving his kids to a school and getting shit from Giselle. And he was probably like, fuck this. I'm going back. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the tweet and it was like Tom Brady really spent time with his kids and was like, fuck this, I'm going back to football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in his fucking like retirement post, he says, like, my family needs me, like I need to be there for them. And then he comes out and says, My I I'm supposed to be on the field. I am supposed yeah. to be there. And it's like, okay, what a fucking ass father then. <laughs> it was like, my kids will understand. It's like really, he just wanted to just not be with the family. <laughs> He's like too yeah, stressful. Yeah, literally too stressful. It's getting to me too much. Leave it with just leave it with Giselle. But no, yeah, Tampa. So Brady unretires, comes back, they totally fix that quarterback. Now they um, franchise tag Godwin at nineteen mil. They extended Jensen and Carlton Davis. And they signed Russell Gage from the Falcons as three, yeah, that happened today. three wide receiver. Probably have to fill in at number two if Godwin isn't completely back on time, but projection shows that he could. But what do you think about the Gage signing? I th- like I kind of like it as like a third wide receiver. Like I don't think it's bad if, at all. If Gage is your number three receiver, you're chilling. Like yeah. that just lowers the pressure off of um uh Tyler Johnson, you know, who clearly had some issues with drops and uh yeah, no, Gage definitely turned it on um late in the season. Donald is crying right now. Um yeah, no, I I just it's hard not to see Tampa Bay being the NFC favorite right now just because of how weak this conference is. But I still don't think, you know, depending on what happens, you know, I know we'll talk about it, but depending on what happens, I I could see Tampa Bay, you know, flustering out again just because anything, you know, if mm-hmm. Brady gets injured, so to say, or if their defense just goes in shambles again, who knows? Yeah, you never know, honestly. It's, that's the crazy thing about – uh but you know Fournette and Gronk are coming back, so for sure, <laughs> Gronk's definitely not going anywhere now. No, and Fournette's like, definitely taking yeah. a one-year deal. Like the rumor of Gronk either going to Buffalo or Cincy, like those are he's Done. no shot he's doing that. Long anymore. gone. Yeah, so he's staying in Tampa. But we'll go on to the team you mentioned earlier, your Nola Saints. They've done in incredible work restructuring their cap and like everyone kind of knew it was possible from the get-go like that it was about to happen and they there wasn't really any like crazy like additions or subtractions it was more just everything that i read on saints transactions was this person restructured their contract camara restructured their contract um Michael Thomas turned his roster bonus into a signing bonus, saving $8 million on the cap. Just like a bunch of that. And then they tendered Deontay Harris as wide receiver, like the flyer 
that he Deontay is. Deontay Hardy. Yeah, I uh, changed yeah. his last name. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's his stepdad's last name. So it said Harris on um, the website I was looking at. So. I know, I know, but no one knows that. And it, that actually is like, okay, come on. Even he, or even Sleeper updated it, and I thought Sleeper made a mistake, but no, it's yeah, it's Hardy. But no, because uh, the Saints have obviously done an insane job doing what they needed to do, and it was good on like the players sacrificing some of what either like restructuring it to like adding a couple of void years or whatever that may be. But then their names started sprinkling into the Watson mix. What are your uh, thoughts on maybe what they're ha- going to have to give up? Do you think they uh, will land on Watson? Because even like the two other teams in this division aren't on Watson. And yeah, I, I heard from Ian Rappaport today that there was or the three ones that actually have trade offers accepted are New Orleans, Carolina, and Cleveland. And I can only speculate that uh, it's three first-round picks, and I'm all for trading picks. I, it's clear that New Orleans in the first round, uh, other than 2017, have just been absolutely awful at getting first-round picks. Uh, so that one, fine. I see um, a second-rounder and a third-rounder, uh, maybe not this year, maybe next year. And then they want uh, a key offensive lineman and a defensive player. So I think Cesar Ruiz could be going, which it's honestly more of a blessing than a curse because there's no way Ryan Ramchek goes after just restructuring $18 million of his contract. Um, Teron Armstead, uh, apparently he's waiting to see if Deshaun gets signed to stay if he doesn't then armstead leaves um they wouldn't they wouldn't trade pete they could trade mccoy uh so it's either going to be ruiz or mccoy that are going and then someone on the defense i've heard something really sad i've heard either paulson adibo or pete werner uh both rookies last year both played fucking amazing uh i really hope it's not paulson adibo but if it is Paulson Adebo, we just re-signed Bradley Roby today. So that could be maybe a Adebo. But, yeah, it's it's looking like a hefty haul. And I'm not a fan of trading for Watson. Uh, personally, I'd rather stick away. Uh, there's a reason why there's 22 civil cases against him. Um, whether he is completely innocent or completely guilty he was found not guilty but that doesn't mean he's innocent and i think it's just a really really hard uh way around especially if uh he nothing happens to him i still see him getting suspended uh eight games max and if camara gets suspended as well then a big chunk of the season is going to be played without two star-studded players and if I can only imagine what New Orleans has to give up, what does Cleveland have to give up, and what does Carolina have to give up? So it's going to be interesting, and I see a decision is being made tomorrow after he meets with Atlanta. 
So this is like, it's fucking crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. And it's only natural for a left side heavy podcast that a decision will be made after this is uploaded because it only makes sense. And yep. um, yeah, so we'll see about what that happens because he's obviously a top five quarterback when healthy. He's mm-hmm. unbelievable. He still is on the younger side. So he still has a massive future in front of him. If all goes well, it's just that you're running the risk of dealing with the legal actions. And like you said, if everything works out and he's completely innocent, then I think any amount of picks is worth it because I think a franchise quarterback is obviously like the first thing you want to check off your list is get a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I still think he's in that phase. Fucking like, if you see the Russell Wilson trade, then like imagine what the trade is for Watson. But yeah, because he's younger. Yeah. And just as good, if not better. So yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting how the how those sweepstakes uh shape out. But Carolina I do I oh, sorry, one more thing. I do wish and I do hope Tyron Matthew tomorrow is a saint. Uh Canuck scored again. Yeah, I just noticed I didn't want to interrupt you. I'll get I hope Tyron Matthew is a saint tomorrow because we just lost Marcus Williams. That one was fucking tragic considering people were speculating he was going to get 16, 17 million and he only gets 14 million a year. That's a kick in the nuts because it shows that he didn't want to be there. And I hope uh, we get Jarvis Landry. He has been in obviously connections. He's from LSU. So that would be fucking sick. And that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a team, you hope your team gets every free agent on the road because I hope we get Jarvis Landry as well because we just need an actual competent wide receiver for mm-hmm. Mac Jones to throw to because, like, we don't really have fucking, like, anyone. Yeah. But uh, Carolina, another team in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, they, uh, they made a few – um additions or uh extensions they extended gonzalez they signed austin corbett center to kind of beef up their o-line and they signed xavier woods to a three-year deal just some kind of depth signings there to help bolster their lineup and this one i haven't talked about yet because it came out after i uploaded calvin ridley suspended for gambling Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I haven't talked about this yet because I did when I had a meal on last week, we talked about the Russell Wilson trade and the Devonte Adams tag and Aaron Rodgers signing. That, that's the only really uh, NFL we covered and the Bobby Wagner mm-hmm. cut, too. But we didn't go too deep into that. So I didn't get the Calvin Ridley stuff. Like, I think the suspension that he got like is kind of dumb, but I want to hear your thoughts on it first. Well, I mean, I know I put out that whole thing on uh, my story and I get the whole, you know, point shaving and stuff like that and why it's so bad. But when you see people like Alvin Kamara, uh, Ray Rice, 
and Kareem Hunt, granted Kareem Hunt, like I don't know about that one personally myself, but you saw Ray Rice beat the absolute living shit out of his girlfriend. And the original uh, the original suspension by Goodell was only going to be two games until video evidence came out. The same thing with Kareem Hunt. Nothing was going to happen until video evidence came out. Came out. And it doesn't look like anything's going to happen to Kamara until video comes out. But you get you get Calvin Ridley using a Ralvin Kidley uh, username, and you're like, holy fucking shit, this guy just spent $1,500 when, A, he wasn't even playing. You know what I mean? And it was off yeah. of a phone in a different state. Like, he did everything, you know, legal. It's just... It's so stupid. How are you going to get suspended for a whole year on games that you weren't even like involved in? And <laughs> he bet on the Falcons to win, so he probably lost the bet anyways. So, yeah, it's so they came out and said, like talking about the integrity of the game, and it's like that's the biggest load of BS I've ever heard oh, because yeah. an owner that you are like tied to nfl mm-hmm. roger goodell a guy you work no a guy that works for you was for you was trying to pay off his coach to yep. lose them games and you yep. want to talk about the integrity of the game because you want to suspend a player for gambling on oh, games yeah. he wasn't even playing in mm-hmm. like bro this league doesn't make sense it's no, so it inconsistent josh gordon gets popped for smoking weed for like multiple years instead of taking those dumb pills that you make your players put uh take that they don't even know yep. what they're taking he's wants to smoke weed to help relieve the pain but he gets popped for that but meanwhile you're talking about Kamara hunt ray rice like obviously like you said there's still some things to like uncover but bro you're giving them like not even double g- double digit games you're giving brady like four games deflating balls like mm-hmm. these suspensions are so inconsistent some guy will commit the same one as someone else and get different amounts of games like are you like it doesn't make sense suspending him for an entire year like no it doesn't like he didn't do anything wrong no he didn't like i don't think he he, he put a couple dollars a, to NFL games. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, as what's it the, doesn't what's make the difference any between sense. Kamara putting $1,500 in and any average Joe putting $1,500 in? Absolutely nothing. Especially, are you involved in this game? Yeah. No. Like, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I know I also put out another tweet from one of the Saints players who's very, very into the whole um you know equal rights uh movement yeah. you know demario davis and exactly what you said about the owners and uh the integrity of the game and it's like fuck off yeah actually fuck off uh roger goodell because you are like i hate that i love football because it's clear that there's something fishy going on in the nfl and you know all i can do is just like you just, just gotta shake watching. your head at it it's like this league is embarrassing 
It is. And it's... I love watching, you know, high intensity football and the NFL is the best way to consume that. It's just, yeah, no, it, it stuff is actually fucked. It, it doesn't make any sense. And especially when the NFL is promoting sports gambling, the way it is, mm-hmm. like it, like it shows odds and point spreads next to games before they start. Who's the favorite? Yep. What's the money line? Like they always show that. And then you're going to suspend a guy for an entire year because he threw $1,500 towards a parlay. He wasn't even playing in and he bet with his team. Like he, mm-hmm. like you said, he bet them to win. He didn't like bet them to lose. And if you're suspended and that just show that there's fi- something fishy going on that you want to think that the NFL is like scripted. Like if it's such a reality sport and there's nothing fishy going on, then there should be, he shouldn't have any ties into how a game has changed. Nope. Like a bet that he throws shouldn't affect any sort of player. You let players play fantasy football. That's more of a fucking thing than betting a parlay. Like players are open saying that they like have their own selves on their fantasy rosters and shit. But then you're going to go after a guy who's not even playing and like take him, take $11 million away from him because he threw it $1,500 to a parlay. Like it literally just nothing is adding up. No. And it's, yeah, it was just dumb. It was so dumb. And I wanted Calvin really on the Patriots. And <laughs> I still do. I still do because I just like, I feel like they're, the suspension's dumb. Like, I'm not, like, going after Ridley at all. I'm going after the no. NFL. Like, the suspension shouldn't have happened. No, so it should it's not It's just, it's, yeah, it's so dumb. But Atlanta, they extended one of the best kickers in the league, Young Way Koo. Yeah. <laughs> Young Way. Is it XFL legend he is? Was it the XFL or the AFL that he played I in don't, prior? I actually do not know. I'm pretty like he is one of those two. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure he was in the XFL and he was like the Aguero of the XFL. Like he was perfect. Like he was striping it and then he came in for a trial and he like striped it as well. And then he got signed and he's killing it in the NFL as well. I mean, yeah, it but makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, kickers are like have gotten more and more important. They uh, really have, especially with the extra points, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Like kickers are missing all over. You see clutch kicks being missed all over the place. If you can secure that, then you're almost like like I always go after Nick Folk at the Patriots because he just looks like he doesn't belong in the league. But I mean, anything under like 40 yards, he like he didn't miss. He was like he went like 30 straight games, like not missing. What happened? Marcus May uh, just signed with the Saints. <laughs> Alrighty, look at that. No Tyron Matthew, but Marcus May. Let's fucking go. I literally had my do not disturb on. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. That that's all. If it wasn't if it wasn't Tyron Matthew, it was Marcus May. Let's fucking go. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome for me. I love that. <laughs> Anyways. 
Where are we at there? That's my bad. I don't see any, I don't see any contract details on it right now. Are you are you looking into it right now? No, I'm reading something that Baker Mayfield tweeted. Oh yeah, with the uncertainty thing. That was right as we started recording. <laughs> Jesus. Right? That was a big shocker. I literally have my do not disturbs on because my phone and laptop are connected. So whenever I get like any text or anything on my phone, it, it ding through. it dings on my laptop and I don't want that affecting the audio. So yeah. I keep it on so I don't get any notifications. But yeah, anyways, that's crazy. So uh, we still have a bunch more to talk about. So we'll get rolling yes. here. Um, NFC West. Arizona. They um, kind of locked up a few of their players. And Zach Ertz, they just traded for him last year. They extended him with a three-year contract, which I, I love that signing because I think that he was a great addition for their team, just made them a little bit more air raid, gave them a bit more security up the middle. I love that Ertz trade. And they lock up Connor for three years and Colt McCoy for two years. What do you think about these uh, security moves by Arizona? They're pretty basic. I saw it coming. You know, yeah. uh, James Connor. I didn't see that one coming. I'll be honest. I thought uh, the roles would have reversed for him and Edmonds. Um, but, I mean, you know, Connor proved to be a fucking absolute touchdown machine. Yeah. What goal did, line. Didn't he have, like, mid-teen? Yeah, like, I was going to say 17, but I knew it was yeah. slightly less, but. I think it was 15 touchdowns. Yeah, so he was I, great. Uh, yeah, no, it seems like he's found a home with Arizona. It's just health, everything else in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of like also like Connor, can he stay healthy? Because he was. Oh, fuck. Yeah. New Jersey scored. just scored. Yeah, I saw that. Who scored there? Oh, Graves. Yeah. All right, hopefully, maybe it's offside. We'll see. But. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think those are pretty uh, basic signings. Nothing crazy there. Uh, LA Rams, few players ext- extended. Brian Allen, uh, Note Boom, they were extended as well. Johnny Hecker, unfortunately, the best quarterback that isn't a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> probably better than half the league's backups. Let's be honest here. He was he was released, and uh, Whitworth, the. Uh, Walter Payton, man of the year. Yeah, he, uh, he retires from football, leaves his legacy, walk, and hopefully maybe it lasts a bit longer than the MLB lockout did on like Brady's. But yeah, just a few depth signs for the Rams. Uh, San Francisco, all I wrote beside them was nothing really notable because they just no, had they some. Lost, they lost some uh, offensive linemen, right? Like like in Tomlinson. Yeah. And uh, one other guy. Yeah, nothing. I remember. Yeah, nothing really insane. But Seattle, uh, Bobby Wagner uh, came in with Russ, left not with Russ, but on the same day as Russ. But he was released. And uh, Quandre Diggs, they signed him for a three year extension. Al Woods, two year extension. Jones a year extension and they extended Will Disley as well. Yeah. See, Will Disley, I don't understand. Because they just got fan. Not only do they just get fan, but like 
what last year did Will Disley fucking show you that he deserved? How much was it? Like forty something million dollars? Wasn't he hurt last year? He was hurt last year, but even the year before, it, he even played a little bit last year because I listened to some people and they had a bet with Will Disley and Jimmy Graham, like who would score more touchdowns. But like, I just don't understand that Will Disley one, especially after trading for Noah Fant, basically. Yeah, and I know like Disley made a pretty big impact when he He's was a great playing. run blocker. But like even the way he was being utilized as a catcher, I saw him like making some pretty big impact. So maybe I just saw like a small sample size and it was just luck. But I don't know. I thought he was doing well, but I think I guess he had we'll like two hundred yards and one touchdown last year. Because I thought he got I hurt early. He was injured, yeah, but still. <laughs> we'll see how it works out, but I didn't think it was a terrible sign. But what are your thoughts on Bobby Wagner being released, and where do you think he maybe ends up? Oh, man, I haven't heard anything about where he could end up. Um, obviously, every team's going to want him. Uh, I heard that he was just cut, like, fucking out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and just like cut too not even try to being traded for just so disrespected i feel like so i feel like he wants to maybe have this as like a revenge thing and i could see him signing with uh within the nfc west uh i saw a thing uh fred warner and uh, bobby wagner in san fran dude that would be fucking scary man but you that know he crazy. would want to go to like a contending i bet you he signs with the rams because, you know, the Rams just fucking say, fuck it, let's go all in. Looks like Von Miller might be leaving. And who knows about Odell? So who knows? I think he just wants to do something like revengeful to Seattle just to say, fuck you. Yeah. Go come to the Pats. <laughs> yes. That would be fucking. Who do they have at middle linebacker right now? They have. Um... High tower, right? But I mean, we just because we just released uh, Van Noy, so right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll it's see. all written. It's all written in the in the uh, stones here. Yeah, make it happen, Bill. He ain't gonna do it. He would have <laughs> done the same shit if he was the coach of Seattle. Probably he would have released him. But uh, yeah, that's the NFC West. We'll go to the East now. Carson Wentz. Traded to the Washington Commanders. LOL. Uh, so Carson Wentz acquired plus a 2022 seventh and second for a 2022 third, but it becomes a second round if Wentz plays 70%. Mm-hmm. A 2022 second round pick and a 2022 third round pick. So what, what are your thoughts on Washington acquiring uh, Wentz? Uh, I feel like they could have had two other quarterbacks that are uh, better than once here. I thought it was so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. They they missed out on Russ, and they missed out on um, fucking Rodgers. They missed out on uh, just anyone that was in any sort of consideration. They're like, who the fuck is left? Who, who's here? Ron, who the hell is here? Well, didn't they Boys. call it? <laughs> Didn't they call every single team in the NFL to see if their quarterback was available? Yeah, they did. They called all 32 teams. And 
Then they made a stupid offer to Seattle that Seattle didn't take, which probably because they want to trade him out of the conference, which I may, it makes sense, but yeah, like they were willing to give up Chase Young, man. Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just like, find that absolutely insane. I don't see the big improvement between Wentz and Heineke. If I'm being completely honest, I don't think there's anything drastic there. I'd rather suffer another year of Heineke and go after the next quarterback class. Like I would. Like and I don't even think you're really suffering with Heineke. No. If you're you just if, basically tied yourself into Carson Wentz. Yeah, and you're just paying a ton of money too. Like I just say I don't mm-hmm. really see the upside in giving up assets. Carson Wentz. I just don't get I, it. I don't either. I, I would have just rolled. jump for Trubisky or yeah. Jameis Winston. Yeah. Those you are, the, I'd rather those two over Wentz. Oh, Cause like, 100%. Cause to me, we'll get to it later. Uh, like Trubisky. Cause I don't think he was like the main problem in Chicago. Like no. I'd obviously think he could have been better, but I don't think he was the main problem. If he's under like a decent coaching staff, then I really think he could be he could be good. And I think mm-hmm. Ron Rivera is just that. So, uh, yeah, I think even taking a stab at him is better than Wentz. Like, I, I don't think Wentz is awful. I just don't think he's, a, like, something you go and trade for. No, like, especially like what they gave up for him, too. Yeah, so I think it was kind of a miss. But Philly, they made a they made a pretty big splash here, man. They uh, they signed Hassan Reddick to a three-year deal. What do pretty you think? deal. He's been uh, he's been pretty on fire the past couple of years, uh, twelve and a half and like fifteen and a half sacks past couple of years. So I think mm-hmm. that was a. Uh, what are your thoughts on the signing, Kyler? Kyler was pretty happy about it. Yeah, sent oh, me a message yeah. over Instagram. Oh yeah, no, definitely, and I can understand why he would be obviously because of the sacks and all of that. And who knows about Fletcher Cox and seeing where he wants to go? I saw that um, Philadelphia also released Alex Singleton. Uh, former CFLer, um, so he should be getting a job pretty quickly. But I, I, I have to imagine that they're gonna try and trade for a big name, you know, on defense using their three picks in the top ten. Uh, it only makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, no, Hassan Reddick is a, a good, a good signing. I'd say I think he'd be a good fit but we'll have to see what else comes uh, from the Eagles in their defense because I think they just need to do more than Hassan Reddick right now. I totally agree with you there, 100%. I think they got to kind of beef it up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, they made, a, they made some big moves here, so I'm going <laughs> to rattle off a lot of them. Uh, they franchise tag Schultz. Which yeah, I I don't that's a com- good one. I don't completely hate. He was pretty. He was really impactful for them last year. Uh, yeah. Franchise tag worth uh, ten point nine mil. They release Zerloin Smith and Jarwin, which yep. Jarwin with the Dolch, uh, the, with the Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz, Dolch. Well, uh, let's combine it now for everyone. We say. But uh, yeah, Schultz with the franchise tag. I kind of understand the Jarwin release because I anticipate if they tag. Schultz, they want to re-sign him, so they don't really yeah. have a use for Jarwin. Uh, Cooper, they traded Amari Cooper, and I know this is for money reason, and we'll go over it 
more in depth when we uh, talk about That's Cleveland. But Cooper's traded. They signed Michael Gallup, which, I mean, if you're going to trade Cooper, you better sign Gallup because that yep. just makes sense. They signed him to a five-year extension, which is a great trade. I love it. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, they re-sign. And Hooker, they sign. So what are your thoughts on the Dallas moves? Well, there was also that Randy Gregory signing that happened today. Holy fuck, that was hilarious. Dallas really thought they uh, they had him. But, yeah, no, everything else that Dallas has done, uh, they've really just kept their integrity uh, with – and, yeah, we'll talk about Cooper. But, uh, yeah, Wilson was also lost in free agency, Cedric Wilson. But, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, no, I, I really like that Gallup got a shot. I was actually kind of hoping it'd be the reverse. And I <laughs> – I actually really wanted to see what Gallup could do in free agency because yeah, me too. I felt like he could have got, you know, number one money uh, on a lot of other teams. Cause who knows about CD right now? And uh, yeah, obviously towards ACL. So lock him up, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think they did all right. Their defense still kind of looks like shit, Yeah, but I mean, their offense is still going to be as fucking high power as ever. So, yeah, because Gallup, people always forget, like, he's like a 1,200 yard receiver. Like, he was a 1,200 yard receiver, and then mm-hmm. they brought in CD. So then you got demoted to wide receiver three. But it's like, yo, this guy is still so fucking good. He's so good. How are you just like doing that to him? And then yep. it's like you get after a bunch of these receivers because they're not producing, but it's like there's only one ball to that. Uh, it can go to and it's like whoever gets open it's just like uh, so many wider if you have too many weapons i feel like it's almost as toxic as having not enough because yeah. it's like wide receivers so many people are gonna want the ball yeah wide receivers it's like they come off as the most toxic players in the league but it's the, as they should because their salary and money and career is based off getting the ball in their hands and if receivers are getting open and not getting it, then they're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would that was like bound to happen with Gallup. And I feel like it was just like I just it just something didn't feel good about it. As soon as I saw like those three receivers in the room, I was like, I feel like one of them is going to be out within the next like, couple of years. Because yep. And I really thought it was going to be Gallup, but I mean, it was the other way around, like you said. So. Quite interesting. Um, I didn't touch anything on the Giants, just some restructures and releases, but uh, we'll go to the NFC North. Oh, uh, Tyrod Taylor to New York Giants. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a quarterback competition here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Danny Dimes. You have to keep a keep a lookout for uh, Giants drafting a quarterback. Because yep, that rookie quarterback will go on to maybe win, win. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yes, that, that tends to happen a lot when Tyrod Taylor is there. Because Davis, he got hot in the last half half of the season. So, uh, and then you got Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, t- Tyrod Taylor to the Giants. That's actually like a pretty decent QB competition, which just shows like how low. Daniel Jones is, but 
I mean, hey, who knows? New coach. Who knows? New coach. Could be a different guy. But uh Chicago. Um, they make a big I'll trade. Say, I'll say one thing about Chicago quickly. They just signed former Packers center, uh, just like as well as uh when the Marcus May thing was happening. So they just got a center. All right. Um who'd they sign? His name, if you really want to know, uh Lucas Patrick. Lucas Patrick. All yeah. right, so not not a big name, but I mean yeah. new center. They needed one. Yeah, new center, beef up the whole line. Uh they release or cut uh Tariq Cohen and they trade Khalil Mack for a sixth round pick next year and a second round pick this year. Basically just getting ahead of his age curve and just wanting to shit money out, I'm assuming. But yeah. I mean Khalil Mack is still a dog. And we'll talk about the team that they traded to him next conference because it's the one right after this. But some pretty big splashes from Chicago, Aiden. Yeah, no, it, uh, definitely. And then obviously, you know, you don't think that they're going to fucking try and re-sign A-Rob. So that's going to be cool to see where Robinson goes uh, in the next couple of days here. Um but yeah, I feel like they're just getting younger. Uh, we'll see what they do at tight end. I heard some whispers that they're gonna cut Jimmy Graham, so be on the lookout for that one too. <laughs> well, don't they have like eighteen tight ends? Chicago? Yeah, I think they had twenty-five <laughs> uh, on the ninety-three man roster last year, so that was cool. Eighteen oh, tight God. ends on a ninety-three man roster. Jesus Christ! That's unbelievable. I didn't even yeah. know there was like that many. Um, next team, Detroit, biting kneecaps. They uh signed a couple of fucking kneecaps, man. They uh they signed a couple of receivers, signed DJ Chuck to a one year deal and Josh Reynolds to a two year deal. I like Uh, I like the DJ Chuck signing. I think Mm -hmm. he was very productive in Jacksonville before he got hurt. He was kind of like hurt last year, and but I still think he's a very good like high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. I think he can really make an impact and do well for Jared Goff. I think yep. Reynolds is a good, like, uh, Russell Gage type of receiver, like a good wide receiver yep. three. I think he can make an impact there. But, yeah, I mean, you just got to get weapons for your quarterback, and I think that's uh, kind of where exactly. they attack on this angle. And I think they're going to try and get Aiden Hutchinson for defense. Yeah. So that's only just going to make it fucking – a lot better for them, uh, in my opinion. And I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, there's still so many defensive free agents right now that they can kind of sign because you look at the draft as well. There's so many like trenches players. So, yeah, no, I like Detroit's wide receiver duo signing that they did. Yep, I um, I totally agree, a hundred percent. Green Bay, they uh, releases Darius Smith. They sign Preston. That Smith. is shocking. Yeah, that is shocking. That was very shocking. Like, when I saw why that. not release Preston Smith? Darius Smith has been fucking balling for yeah, you. It, it doesn't make any sense. I was no. surprised when I saw that. I they, like the uh, re-sign of Devonje Campbell. Yeah, I agree. And then they tender uh, it English speak. I'm just breaking in my new tongue, apparently. Uh, they tender 
uh, Lazard. So making a couple yep. moves there, making some surprises. I guess if they're with their Rodgers and wanting to re-sign Devontae Smith, maybe next Adams. year. Uh, Devontae Adams. Dev- what is wrong with me today? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they just had to ship money out. And yeah, no, definitely. But I mean, it was a shock that they went that direction. Uh, Devonte Adams declining to play on under the franchise tag. Really? Yeah, he doesn't. He said that he will hold out. Apparently, apparently, uh, Green Bay offered him annually twenty three million dollars a year. Declined it. Like, are you fucking serious, man? <laughs> like that makes you the highest paid wide receiver. By a vast margin. <laughs> and wow. You're declining it. Like, how stupid can two people be? Roger's saying it's not about the money. Signs a $150 million guaranteed contract, basically. Devontae Adams, you know, if the rumors are true of him not signing a 23 mil annually contract, what the fuck? Like, dude, Green Bay... I, they need to just fucking say, all right, fucking get off the team then. You're not going to make $23 million anywhere else. It's it's baffling. Truly baffling. Like, how much more can they give you, bro? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, do you want a team around you? Like, now this Scantling probably can't come back. It's unbelievable you know? that they even, like... We're willing to go that high for a wide receiver. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that that happened. So I guess we'll uh, keep a uh, keep our eyes open for that news about uh, Adams and what direction mm-hmm. he decides to go because he's holding out for a lot. That he is a lot of money that you don't necessarily have never seen for a wide receiver. Twenty three mil a year. That's crazy. Did was there term thrown into there? Did you see how? Much term was involved in no. the twenty three mil. No, I just saw the the uh, annual money that mm. it would have been made. So who knows? It could have been like four years. Yeah. Uh, and then close to ninety six million, something like that. But who oh. knows? All right. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> only one really big one is Kirk Cousins' ex- one year extension for thirty five million dollars. How is this guy like his career winning percentage is literally 500. He has two ties and then he's 49 and 49 in his career. And he's made 230, almost $300 million fully guaranteed. He's, he's done it. He's, he's fucking done like the system. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he should be a fucking agent, player agent when he retires. He should. Like, That's unbelievable fuck. that he's pulled that much money because he hasn't. He's one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks I've ever seen. He'll have a game where he's three for he'll he'll be like 28 for 32, 380 yards and like four touchdowns. And then you'll see next game he'll be seven for 19, 85 yards and two interceptions in the third quarter. And I'm like, bro, yeah. what happened? Yeah, literally. 
You have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. How could you be this bad? Yeah, and Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Seriously, it's yeah, like no, it's it's what so are you doing? Crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite remarkable what he's done to like actually make that money. Remarkable. Like, I don't even in like a mediocre think, way. Like how how close is he to Tom Brady on career earnings? <laughs> That's a bit like he's probably made more than him within football. Yeah, you think, right? I actually am generally curious about that now. I, I'm going to quickly look it up. Like, I honestly think Kirk Cousins has made more because Brady took a lot of, but also, but also Brady's been playing for 22 years. I know. <laughs> it almost seems stupid to think that Kirk Cousins. How is uh, it? How is this even a conversation? Oh my god what okay so guess how much (laughs) okay tom brady has made 292 million dollars while only just playing football right yeah and that was in all of his 22 years okay okay um Guess how much Kirk Cousins is at after 10? $252. million. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's finessed. He's finessed <laughs> football. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and what does he have to prove for it? Nothing. <laughs> An NFC championship appearance. Yeah, appearance. And one that shouldn't even... Oh, wait, no, that wasn't him. What was the game that he also um, beat versus Saints where he won in overtime? It wasn't... It wasn't... Was uh, that the wild card and then lost in the divisional? Yeah, that was the, that was the wild card, okay. yeah. Yeah, in 2019. Fucking... Uh, or 2020. What's his face? Brown's backup. Case Keenum took him farther than Cousins ever has. Yeah, no, Case Keenum. That was the Minneapolis miracle, and that yeah. was that was the NFC Championship against the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yep, this guy's finessed. He's done. Like you said, he's done it. Yeah, he is. He has done it. Yeah, he is what he is. The definition of average in the dictionary. Because <laughs> he's literally yeah. average. Yeah. <laughs> like he has very good highs, but very like Awful. how is he in the league? But then also he'll have games where he's like, no, he's deserving of that extension. Yep. But then it's like, what? How is he like one of the 64 best quarterbacks in this league? Yeah, no, literally. It's quite it's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's the NFC. We're going to shift over to the AFC, Hade. Okay. And we're going to start off with the almighty LA Chargers. Them and their 12 fans are beyond excited with the moves that they have made. I think they've doubled their fans from uh, other franchises (laughs) of people coming over because they're following their favorite defensive players. Yeah, it's crazy. So they trade for Khalil Mack. They sign... 
Mr. INT, JC Jackson, to a five-year, $82.5 million contract. Well-deserved. Very well-deserved. And they re-sign Guyton, who yep. had – he was one of those games very similar to Van Jefferson in, on the Rams. Very similar mm-hmm. play styles where it's like they're due for like 80-yard touchdowns like every now and again. But what what are your like thoughts on the Khalil Mack trade, like acquisition? They're really hearing what the fans are saying about bolstering a defense up for them, and the fact that they've signed J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, or at it's least crazy. taken over Khalil Mack, you know, and they're only going to draft defense in the uh, in the draft. You know that. You know they're probably going to go with like a. I think I've seen, like, the LSU free safety. I forget what his name is, but uh, something Hamilton. I feel like they're going to draft Hamilton at uh, the 17th overall pick, and it's just going to be like, holy fucking shit. Like, their defense is about to be – like, you want to say that they're a contender, but then you're like, holy fuck. They had to battle through the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Yeah. But like they, that just shows you why they have to do these trades. They have, yeah, they have to do what they're doing. They have to go all in for like as long as they possibly can because it's not like these teams are teetering off. Like these teams are going to be good for a while, so you also have to keep up with them. Like that's why the Russ move made so much sense for Denver because it's like KC is not an old team. Like yeah, Travis Kelsey's probably one of their older players probably the but, oldest player yeah but like he's not done and you look at the chargers they're they have they're like a top five offense but they just have to bolster up their defense and they're immediately contending yep right easily the youngest yep. team in the division your the broncos offense is all young beside mm-hmm. and they, there's a quarterback away their defense is good like you have to and then the Chargers, like they're just like a gritty team and they're like not a bad team whatsoever. So you it's mean like the yeah, Raiders? What did I say? Chargers. Yeah, the Raiders. So like the Broncos making the trade for Russ, just like they had to like make a big move for a quarterback. They had to give up future assets because it's like we have to contend with these guys. And if we just like continuously stay away from getting a legit quarterback then our young guys are going to walk and then we're not going to have a team. So it's like mm-hmm. they have to like go all in. That's what I like about the Chargers too, is like they're making big moves to improve their defense because it's like they have to. Yep. They have to bolster up, go all in to just like, even if they're not like contending, they have to like stay afloat with the teams in their division because the first step to m- making the playoffs is like winning your division. Yep. And so, yeah. I think everything they did just like made sense. No, definitely. And I like what they did. Definitely uh, some huge moves for Denver there. Yeah. Oh, that's a move. Fucking Jack <laughs> Hughes, now? man. Jack Hughes is so good. <laughs> He's so good at hockey. It's so dumb. Let's see this. Was Quinn Hughes on the ice too? No, he was off. Uh, damn, that would have been that would have been fucking funny. 
scoring on his brother or like getting by him. Jeez, so that didn't annoying. even look like it was that like tough of a shot. I think that's oh, what... he faked him out right away. I think that's what made it tough is because it was like that bad yeah. of a shot. Because goalies expect actual like good shots, but we'll go on to Vegas. They signed Mad Max to a four-year, ninety-four million dollar contract. Super well deserved. If there's anyone in the league who deserved that contract, it was him. Yeah. Yeah. So Agreed. I, that was just a great signing, and I don't really think there's anything else he needs to like dress this with because he was just he was an animal last year he was like the first half of like crosby last year was just animal animosity deep point yeah. like people were like defense player of the year like it's going yeah, to and him then he kind of cooled off you know and more talks about tj watt and just his consistency but yeah no like uh, crosby was just he was different last year yeah. and like, you don't want to play him in the first half, it seems like, because he's just going to be a, a force. Yeah. And you saw in, like, the uh, like later on in the season, yeah, he cooled off, but he was still, like, he was still someone that, like, every team was paying attention to. And I think that's why he cooled off, because more teams were kind of doubling him and, like, giving, throwing more protection on him. But he was still wreaking havoc. So, yeah, yeah I think it was a great contract. Uh, KC, they franchise take Orlando Brown, um, $16.5 million. They they extend Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon gets another shot. He went down to their practice squad a few times. He did get waived, but they're bringing him back. And they sign Reed to a three-year, $31.5 million contract. And they extend Clark for two years. So KC making some moves on the defensive end. Yeah, pretty good um, moves. Just, uh, I think, pretty standard, just kind of solidifying because I feel like they didn't want to pay, like, Matthew or they saw an end to that. Just going to let him walk, so they bring in Reed from Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, uh, no, I think solid standard moves by KC. Yeah, no, definitely. Pretty, uh, pretty standard. Pretty standard, I'd say. Uh, Denver. Um, they signed <laughs> DJ Jones to a three or thirty million dollar contract, and Gregory to five year. Randy Gregory, five year, seventy million dollars. That's uh, yeah, no. Watching that or listening to that, uh, like break this morning was just so funny, and then Dallas like tweeting out that they did, and then. Denver tweeting at them, surprise, and then they deleted their tweet after. Like, holy fuck, that was a huge pump fake, <laughs> absolutely huge. That's amazing. I love. It's almost like that uh, tiger thing with Phil. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like the uh, what was it? The most the uh, pip the player the player impact program, right? Yes. And it, it goes to the player that brings the most attraction to golf and mm-hmm. Phil thought he won it. And then, uh, Tiger, all he did was subtweet Phil's tweet. And all he said, it was whoops. Whoops. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, that is so funny. That but, is hilarious. Yeah. It's kind of a similar thing. Like, Oh, you thought, nah, we got him, bitch. You thought you won it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you thought you got the contract. Yeah. No. It's like, 
Yeah, not happening. Uh, AFC East. Uh, Buffalo making some... Nothing crazy moves, but sign uh, Isaiah McKenzie to tier extension. Uh, Jones to a two-year, $14 million contract. And a move I kind of... I kind of like J.D. McKissick, a two-year, $7 million contract. No, they've I always... Mind that one. Just, uh, he's a good pass catcher. Yep. Out of the backfield. And I think he can just add another element to that offense. The, I and, think they're definitely going to cut Zach Moss then. Yeah, Or try I think and trade so. him. Because there's no way they keep Singletary and Moss along with McKissick. Yeah, it's just too crowded. And it especially, is. like, because their first thing isn't running game because Josh Allen can yeah. just do that himself. So, I don't think they don't really need. I think McKissick could be a sneaky good fucking play in fantasy this year. Yeah, I agree. Just because of the passing upside that he gets. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Miami, they franchise tag Gesicki to a $10 million tag. Uh, they signed Ch- Chase Edmonds to a two-year $12 million contract. Uh, Emil Ogba to a four-year, $65 million contract. Like you said earlier, Dallas losing Cedric Wilson to Miami, a three-year, $22 million contract. And they signed Teddy Bridgewater as a backup quarterback to a one-year, $6.5 million contract. I wonder where Jacoby Brissett's going to go now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's see. Like, who could use him? Who could use a backup? I mean... Uh, Bring him to Tampa Saints, for to back up Tom. Plan, <laughs> the Saints, if that's like Plan D, since they since Teddy didn't wait, because a lot of people were speculating that it was going to be Winston or Bridgewater until the entered Deshaun Watson talk. So, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Because he's uh, he, like he's a lower tier backup, but like he can still have like a good game every once in a while. He's just very like. He's like he's the Carson. Yeah. He's like the Carson Wentz of backups. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Carson, kind of. Like Carson Wentz is like very mid starter, but like Brissett's very mid backup. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So we'll see where he lands. I think he could, a lot, some teams could use him, but uh, New England. Um, they trade Shaq Mason to Tampa. That one kind of threw me off guard there. Uh, they extend James White to a two-year, $5 million contract. They trade Chase Winovich for Mac Wilson uh, from Cleveland. They extend Nick Folk to a two-year, $5 million extension. Uh, Matthew Slater to a one-year uh, extension. They release Van Noy, and they extend... Devin McCourty to a one-year $9 million extension. So just mm-hmm. uh, some extensions, shipping some pieces out for money probably. And, yeah, there's some moves I was surprised about. But what are your thoughts on these ones? Uh, Again, you know, very, very standard. Uh, Nothing really to spice it up, but everything to kind of keep integrity. Uh, fun fact, do you know that uh, our two teams have the – uh, two highest safeties to ever play consecutive snaps. Really? Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is at like 11,446. 
and the McCourty's at like eleven thousand four hundred and six or something like that. That's insane. Yeah, pretty pretty insane. Like consecutive snaps hasn't missed a snap. That was like uh, Joe Thomas on Cleveland. He literally yeah, like exactly. He like never dis- missed a, a game. He like dislocated his shoulder, came off. They took an injured timeout, and then the backup came on the field. And he was like, "You ran no. on." He was like, "Like get off! Like what are you doing?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then Thomas just played. He was just an absolute savage. And then like in the offs, it was like the last game of the season or something. And he was mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna tough it out for like a quarter." And then yeah. in the off season, he got like surgery or something, and then he was fine by the regular season. It was crazy. That's a wild stat, but. An underrated one I like is the Slater. He's a healthy He's part a of the special team. Teams guy. He's a healthy part to the team. And like it's yeah, it's kind of like a punter or kicker. It's like they're not as valuable, but it's like they're still needed. Like you saw yep. Green Bay. They gave up. Like special teams <laughs> hurt them, right? So losing a guy like that can go uh can be like a very big uh negative impact if you lose them. Uh, the Jets, they signed C.J. Ozuma to a three or twenty-four million dollar contract, and the Canucks oh, score Bo, Bo Horvat. Bo Scorvat <laughs> is three-two. Ooh, last shot ninety-six and a half mile per hour. I gotta Holy see this. Fuck. That was a that laser. Was a fucking bullet. Let's see this. I can barely see it, but I can see it. Oh, clap on oh just squeezed through. God. Just squeezed through Ooh. the arm there. That's beautiful. That's a goal scorer's goal. All the, uh, all the listeners right now are just kind of fuming right now. Oh, they're not <laughs> listening. There's no listeners right now. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Zuma to three or $24 million. Birios to a two-year $12 million extension. Reed, three-year, $33 million. Uh, Tevin Coleman to a $1.5 million extension for a year. And then Whitehead, two years, $14.5 million. Oh, they just scored again. What the fuck? What is going on? This game is crazy. <laughs> Tanner Pearson. Just Jesus seconds Christ. after Horvat scored. Oh, they're getting the, they're getting the backup in. Get no the back way. Of it's only 4-2. I guess the quick... Oh, JT Miller assist? Yeah, let's go. What Jeez. a place. What That's a, a good play. little touch pass. It's like, oh, yeah, leave it for you. Yeah, touch it. <laughs> that was disgusting. That's a great play. Wow. Great drop. Tyler Myers did something positive for the team. You don't see that often. <laughs> but, yeah, what are your thoughts on these Jets signings? I really like the Ozuma one. He, uh, showed the Ozuma what... one? Yeah, that one's that one's really <laughs> interesting, considering what they had, like, Ryan Griffin or something like that. Like, that's – it's – Peter uh... Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, you saw Zuma like what he did in Cincy. Like, he can be a good safety blanket for um, Wilson in for New Wilson. York. Yeah, so, no, definitely. So I, I like that sign a lot. 
Uh, we'll go to the South, Tennessee. Uh, nothing incredibly notable, but we have to talk about Jacksonville, bro. We have to talk about Jacksonville because they threw out money like they were fucking dude, and it was it, like had all the money, money in the world, and it's like first an incredibly average receiving. Room. It was like the Patriots last year. Yeah. Like that was a good comp that I've that I found out. And it's just like, yeah, it's like Christian Kirk never broke a thousand yards. Zay Jones, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> so they signed, so they released Carlos Hyde, which that one's makes good. sense because Travis Etienne is gonna be coming back next year. That yeah, one makes hopefully sense. James Robinson. Yeah. Uh, they signed Evan Ingram to a one-year, nine million dollar contract, and that one too. They signed Zay Jones to a three-year, twenty-four million dollar contract. That one isn't is terrible because that the AAV isn't that high. It's like what eight years? It's like eight eight million dollars a year. It's not yeah, incredibly. Te- it's not terrible. Like it's not the worst I've seen, but it's like not great. But this one, Kirk, Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million, but could make up to $84 million. That is just dude, like unbelievable. That was one of the stupidest signings I think I've ever seen in my life. Like I was talking about the Saints just trying to sign him to like a a two-year, like 20 million if that like i don't even think he makes i don't even think he deserves to make 10 million dollars a year well you remember uh donald you said kirk wants a uh, 20 million dollars a year and we were like Phew. he was like yeah, well i bet he's gonna get that yeah he's like i'd want 20 million dollars a year as well doesn't mean i'm gonna get it and then like two days later it's like jacksonville signs christian kirk to a four-year 70 74 million dollars could make up to 84. It's like, what? What? That actually happened? Yeah, it was crazy. And then uh, they released Miles Jack. That that is just absolutely savage. How the fuck are they going to do Miles Jack like that? Yeah, it it literally (laughs) makes makes zero sense. This team doesn't make sense. I could see Miles Jack going to the Patriots. I really hope so. Mm -hmm. I would like that a lot. I would like that a very lot. Uh, Indy, they extend Moali Cox three years, seventeen and a half million dollars, and then Jack Doyle, starting tight end, retires. So nothing crazy, and I mean they traded Carson Wentz, but we kind of already talked about the, that. Uh, Jimmy G sweepstakes. Yeah, could be. We'll see about that. And then Houston, nothing incredibly notable worth talking about. So we're going to move on to the AFC North. Nice. Baltimore. I kind of I kind of like what they did here. Uh, they re-signed Tyler Huntley. I think uh, a lot of people were wondering what he could do in this offseason, where he could go for some quarterback needs. So, yeah, I'd rather, like, I think Washington, I think, would have made more sense to attack Huntley yeah. than to, like, trade for Carson Wentz, like something like that. But yeah. uh, Huntley resigns. So I think that's good for Baltimore, just like another like great backup. He's one of the better ones in the league. I think he proved it last year. Uh, Villanueva retires. That's sad after only eight yeah. years. Yeah. 
I thought it was like it seemed quick. Uh, Tyson Williams um, resigns, and Marcus Williams five years, seventy million dollars. Oh my god, man! I I know I already I already spoke my piece about this. Shout out speaker piece, but uh, god damn, that and that hurts. That hurts. You know, um, I saw a tweet and I thought it was really, really funny. It was like, you know, Marcus Williams should give back, you know, some million for that, for the bullshit that he pulled in Minneapolis. And I, I started laughing. And I was like, that is literally the one play that can define your whole career. Yeah. And, you know, he's turned it around. He's become one of the best free safeties to ever touch uh the football field he's a hard hitter he's rangy and like he's the all-in-one package he never gets injured so baltimore got an absolute animal and uh it's gonna it's gonna really be weird seeing him play for baltimore (laughs) yeah like that is easily the best best signing of the day today was Marcus Williams. How much do you think this improves Baltimore's chances? Tremendously. Absolutely yeah. tremendously. Like there was a big need on the back end for Baltimore, you know, and now starting off fresh uh, after tearing however many ACLs they tore last year. And yeah, Marcus Peters will be coming back. You know, the it'll be double Marcus in the backfield of uh, the or in the secondary. Sorry, so yeah, that's gonna be insane. And I can see them going defense for in the drafts basically because they're set with young talent on the offense. So yeah, I really like Baltimore this upcoming year. I would even maybe attack um, wide receiver in the draft since how deep it was. Just add another weapon for Lamar. That's mm-hmm. something I, I would do. I think New Jersey just scored. They did. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with Demko? Did he get hit in the face or something? I don't know. They didn't put that away? How do you not score that? <laughs> okay. That's kind of trash Vancouver. What happened? Oh, he went to go cover that, and he just got it right before he was able to. Oh, that's shitty. That's annoying. Goddamn. Damn. Yeah, anyways, about the uh, Baltimore. Yeah, no, I really like the chances now, too, with the signing, because I was, like, fringe on them even before, like, being a sneaky mm-hmm. team. And with this signing to secure their safety spot, then, I mean, like, I it could help a ton. A ton. Definitely. Uh, Cincy. Jesse Bates, a $12.9 million franchise tag. Alex Kappa, if I'm not mistaken, this was Buck's old tackle. Yep. So another man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh, <laughs> Brady's obviously like one of his beloved guys because he loved the O-line. He loved the protection. He's leaving uh, Tampa. And going to a team that desperately needs an O line and Cincy. And 
Some people will consider him going from one goat to another goat in Joe Burrow. But what do you think about the signings? And they also signed uh, Karras to a three-year, $18 million contract. But I think this capital one can really help uh, Cincy. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, if the Saints don't get Deshaun Watson, uh, that puts a lot of pressure, or not pressure, but a lot of what happens to Teron Armstead, who could very well be going to Cincinnati as well. And that would really improve the offensive line, you know, double. Uh, so, yeah, no, Capo going there. Uh, I don't know if he's considering the fuck it, go back button <laughs> after seeing Brady unretire, just obviously not. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's – the AFC, the AFC is just going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And the West, yeah, like you could probably make up the playoffs right now, as the AFC West gets uh, the three wild cards and the top, and then the AFC North gets like they're obviously positioned, and then the South gets theirs, and then the East gets theirs. But holy fuck, just. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's absurd, dude. It's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. What I bet you, I how much do you want to see, or how cool would it be if the AFC West just sorry, but like if they all went thirteen and four, <laughs> that would be absurd, right? Because it could happen. Yeah, I think it could, and like the AFC North could like potentially do that as well, but not really with the Browns or the Steelers. But like yeah, they no, each, I, I was... they each just split their games against each other, and then yeah. win every other game. Yeah, because you don't play your yeah, division no, just... more than twice, right? No, yeah, they yeah, you don't. it's a max of twice. So it's like yeah, you just split your division matchups. And then when the rest went out, imagine if that Possibly. happens, that'd be crazy. But yeah, no, it'd be fucking insane. But yeah, no, the AFC North. I feel like the AFC North uh, was like the AFC West this year, you know, but like, like how it was last year, like yeah, or the year before, just of how crazy good it was. Yeah, so. I still I think the AFC West is the best division in football now. It definitely got the best division, yeah. Yeah, and then I think. With the loss of Russ, I think the AFC North goes up to the second best division. Because I think Russ made the NFC West the, the West. best division. But now with him gone, I think he makes the AFC West the best. And then now the AFC North is the second best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, Cleveland, they franchise taken Joku to a $10.9 million contract. They acquired Amari Cooper. They released Jarvis Landry, and they acquired Chase Winovich. So I like the Chase Winovich one because I really liked him in New England. I think he's just uh, he's like every coach's dream, and he's just an incredible hard worker. He's not gonna um, really like impress you with his stats, even though like he can still like produce at like a decent level. He's not gonna be anything crazy special, but I think he's still like a really impactful player. Mm-hmm. And, but that's my like Patriots piece on it. What are your thoughts on everything that Cleveland did? 
I mean, they're in a weird position right now because of the whole Deshaun Watson thing, I feel yeah. like. And they can't really jump on anything because there's so much uncertainty. But I don't like the whole franchise tagging of Njoku, especially when, you know, you're paying Austin Hooper already over $10 million. By the way, what uh, a bad contract. That that's a bad contract. That's such a bad contract, man. So that's kind of sus. Uh, I don't know what they really want to do with Njoku. Maybe they're going to try and trade Hooper. Uh, it, that kind of makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, getting Amari Cooper for dirt cheap, uh, that's a plus. They now have a number one. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see what happens to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both just to see, you know, if any of them get traded. Yeah, Cleveland's, like, they're in, like, a really weird spot right now. They are. And Baker, it's like, what do you want to do with him? He's, like, uncertain about his future. And then, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times for the Cleveland Browns being, like, it really is. Super Bowl contenders last year to, like, now no one knows, like, what they are. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but Cleveland... I think decent moves, but yeah, like you said, they're just in a weird spot with uh, Deshaun, Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it really is one of those days, huh? Uh, it's one, it, yeah, it's one of those days for sure. Last but not least, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nothing incredibly notable besides signing the NVP. Signing of the day. Pittsburgh won the offseason, man. I don't care what you say. <laughs> they won the offseason. They signed Mitch Trubisky, baby. And I think under a good head coach, this kid can actually like flourish and like be a lot better than what he was made out to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say he's going to live up to his second overall draft pick like he was, but I do think he can be solid. He's a uh, quarterback who can actually push the ball downfield. It's just a man. It's just a matter of like, can he secure the ball and like be disciplined with it? And like, can he manage his turnovers? Like that's really going to be the deciding factor. But what are your thoughts on uh, Trubisky going to Pittsburgh? Mitch Trubisky, you mean? <laughs> No, I I like this. It's a kind of, you know, come in and compete uh, sort of deal. I think he's easily going to beat out Haskins and Rudolph. Uh, yeah. He definitely didn't get the right coaching that he needed with Nagy, even though Nagy, yeah, he was an offensive uh, mind head coach. But I feel like he's dumb. Tomlin. Sorry. He was dumb. He was an offensive uh, yeah, mind, yeah. but he was still dumb. Exactly. And I feel like Tomlinson can get him on track. He takes no bullshit. He takes, you know, real pride in shaping his players. And you get him on a really, really young team. And you think about it, you know, you got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool who are going to be there for a couple of years. Who knows what happens with Juju? Get rid of him, probably, whatever. Uh, you got Pat Fryermuth. And then you got Najee Harris. That is a great, great offense, I feel like, 
for Trubitsky. And then you got a nice, young, flourishing defense. You yeah. know, you got the defensive player of the year. You got Devin Bush. And then you got Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. Crazy. So, yeah, they just need to lock up, you know, a corner or two because Joe Hayden's not going to get her done. And Trupitsky can probably fucking do something in the north. Yeah, because you also think that he can also use his legs too, right? He's an effective runner with the ball. So he doesn't just have to rely on his arm. And I'd think just under a coach that can trust someone, because I honestly think he needed a year. He didn't have a lot of college experience. Mm -hmm. And I think being thrown into the fire in Chicago didn't help him. So I think being taking a year to sit back behind Josh Allen, you can kind of get a different point of view of things because he was immediately like relied upon in Chicago and that's not really like good for his development. So I think taking a step back and like watching Josh Allen, because they're quite similar players. It's just Josh Allen's a tier above and just like a tier above and like skill and everything. So I think Trubisky, if you can kind of follow and like learn some things from Allen, not that Allen's like a vet, but like he can kind of feed off of like, Hey, what Allen's like succeeding in this league. Mm hmm. What is he doing so special that me I can do? And he's going into a good offense, like you said, under a good coach who's never had a losing season. I think he's just going into the right situation with a refreshed mindset. And he just has to manage the ball. Like He just has to work on doing that. And if he does that, then I really think he can be an effective quarterback. Because mm-hmm. if they can, they were like around 500 last year with Ben Roethlisberger, an incredibly like inconsistent team and i think if they can just have a solid quarterback they can like just get to that next level because they like we've been going along they have to compete in this afc right and like they have a team that can compete so you got to take advantage of good defense and young weapons and i'm not saying trubisky is gonna really move the needle and like make them a super bowl contender but they can make them a lot more competitive and win those scrappy games so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh I like the move. I think it's I think it's good. I don't think it's a complete disaster like everyone originally thought, like oh Trubisky, terrible. But I don't think it's like that bad at all. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's that bad at all either. This uh this next level of free agency is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be insane. And uh looking forward to it. But we've gone uh we've gone long, man. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um I don't really think so. No, man. It's I think we're going to get definitive news on Deshaun Watson uh, by tomorrow. Obviously, by the time people are listening to this, I can almost guarantee you that Deshaun Watson will no longer be a Houston Texan and he will be somewhere in the NFC South. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty accurate assumption because like two out of the three teams are there but i'm uh hoping that your saints get him man because or i guess if you don't want him then i'm hoping they don't but if everything goes well then it's a w but also you got you're risking some things like we talked about earlier but now if you're done then uh i'm ready to log off here man um where can the people find you bro on instagram uh hayden underscore barton same as uh twitter 
And then TikTok at HBART13. Uh, yeah, other than that, I'm fucking just chilling. Um, just ready for football season, man. Like, it's crazy. It feels like just a couple weeks ago, the Super Bowl <laughs> was just on. And then the combine, now free agency. Next month is going to be the draft. Like, it's just, it's going to come up fast, dude. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. 100%. But uh, you guys know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. And if you're listening to this, head over to our YouTube so you can maybe watch this. Uh, left Side Heavy, subscribe, like, comment, turn on post notifications really helps a ton. But this was part one or I guess stage one of NFL free agency. And I'm sure there's going to be more that come out in the future. So stay tuned for that. And also the NHL trade deadline is upon us. It's happening next week, if I'm not mistaken. It's next Thursday. So in a couple episodes, you'll see a NHL trade deadline episode with Corey. And kick back and relax is coming up soon. So you'll see that. I don't know who I'm recording with, but I have an idea of a couple people. So we'll see how that goes. So stay tuned for that. And everyone listening, I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.